0: More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is a production of Roundback. This is your host, Lorraine Ball, and today I'm going to be talking about privacy with Peter Wolfgram. Hey, Peter. Hi, Lorraine. Welcome to More Than A Few Words. We have been seeing a lot of notifications in our inboxes lately about changes to privacy policies Mm -hmm. on everything from twitter and facebook to really small sites what's going on with that
1: yeah so uh these these big internet giants places like google and facebook even i got one from airbnb they all operate on a global scale they have customers all over and so they're concerned about some recent changes to laws in the european union called the gdpr
0: and the gdpr is
1: that is the uh, General Data Protection Regulation, which sounds kind of boring, but it's actually a really wide ranging set of regulations that affects and there's intended to protect EU residents.
0: Okay, so I'm running a website in Indianapolis. I do business in the United States. Why do I care about the GDPR?
1: Yeah, there's a couple of reasons to care about GDPR. One immediate one that I just want to get out of the way has to do with Google Analytics. And so that's the tracking code that many, or maybe even a majority of websites use to see how many people are visiting their site and what those visitors do, what the, how many pages they visit, etc. And Google Analytics obviously now very seriously affected by GDPR. And they put out a set of tools to let you choose how long you want to keep your analytics data before it's automatically deleted and expired.
0: And so, for most of us, I mean, I, I'm a data geek and I definitely like to keep information that goes back to the very beginning of my website. And I'm totally allowed to do that. You are. But that's not Google's default anymore.
1: It's not. If for Google's customers that are in the EU, there are some additional requirements that those affected Google customers have to deal with in terms of expiring data and making some choices. But if you're U.S. based and you're using your analytics data primarily as a historical reference to make improvements to your website over time, then you can keep it forever. And so what you need to do is log into Google Analytics, go to your every property in your analytics account, go to the data retention settings and change those to do not expire. And then click save, and that's it. It's a really simple change, but uh, you need you do need to go and just double check that.
0: Awesome. Okay, but there is more to GDPR than just Google Analytics. Now, that if you're listening to this, you need to make that change before May 25th. Yes. But then there are other things that are required mm-hmm. that some of them are just good internet policy. What else should I be doing, Mm -hmm. even if I'm only doing business here in the U.S.?
1: Yeah, a key part of this GDPR set of regulations is transparency and making it clear to customers what kind of data that you're collecting and what you're doing with it and what's your legal basis for, for collecting and processing it that way, all of which is information typically posted in a website's privacy policy. Now, it's not super common to have a privacy policy unless you're a big, big company. I think a lot of us have kind of gotten away with not really posting that information in an obvious place. But now is the time. Not like anyone's going to come track you down, but now it's just, it's it's about time that we all got privacy
0: policies. And basically what your privacy policy should say is that you know, you collect data for analytical purposes, Mm -hmm. that there's tracking code on your website, such as Google Analytics, or maybe a Facebook or LinkedIn pixel, and that you have no intention of selling or distributing any information that you're collecting. But you probably shouldn't write this statement by yourself.
1: Right, if my description and Lorraine's description sounded maybe like that could be a complicated document to write, Uh, There's a sense in which it is. There are templates online that can help you get started and help you collect information. But, um, and maybe even, you might even be able to write that yourself for the most part. But you should have your lawyer read it with you.
0: Just just to make sure. But at the minimum, you need to have a statement on your website defining the data that you collect and what you're going to do with it. Now, if you're doing a little bit more business with... EU Mm -hmm. if it is common for people from Europe to drop by your website There's probably one additional thing that you should consider doing to your website.
1: Absolutely. If you uh, Find that uh, the EU is a big market for you and you're Intentionally targeting that EU market you want for European European Union residents as customers and you're targeting them then you need to do something called a cookie consent banner, which basically lets you get explicit consent from those people to be tracked and if they click yes then all of your tracking codes activate and you get that data like you're used to but if they click no then they're not tracked and then and you you've given them choice which seems like a, it seems like a very european thing to do to me but it seems reasonable
0: on the other hand I don't necessarily want my American visitors to Mm -hmm. have that choice, and right now I don't have to let them. And if that sounds a little bit mean, if all of my American visitors start saying, no cookie, no cookie, I have literally no analytic data. I Mm -hmm. have no information about my website. So until the law changes here in the U.S., I want to be free to, to maintain that.
1: Yeah, that's right. If you're if you're looking at cookie consent solutions, uh, if you're already looking at those out there, typically what they do is they let you locate those EU residents in the EU and it shows that pop-up selectively. And that'll generally be an option of any good cookie consent banner tool that you're using.
0: Awesome. Just something that I was reading just a moment ago is about email marketing. Mm-hmm. And this is also something that we've always told our customers that you have to have permission-based lists, the the rules regarding privacy on emails are getting higher as well. Mm -hmm. And so if you are thinking about buying lists, if you are scraping email data from membership lists and other places, you need to stop doing that because that also is going to be bundled under this privacy umbrella.
1: Yeah, if you're doing anything that seems a little shady or too good to be true in terms of getting, getting juicy data about customers, it is. Everyone is a lot more sensitive to this, and very soon I think we'll find our government is going to be a lot more sensitive to this and enforcing and putting through regulations. It's a developing situation, but...
0: And I think we're going to continue to see... New rules and additional information. And so, if this is something that you want to kind of stay on top of, I'm going to connect you to a, a rather detailed blog that Peter wrote that'll be live in our newsfeed on roundpeg.biz. And be sure to check back from time to time because I'm guessing there are going to be other changes.
1: There certainly will be. There always will be.
0: Thanks so much, Peter. This was great. Thank you. If you have enjoyed today's conversation, Be sure to leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.